This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? Hungover. I, I think some of the best shows are when we're hungover, so this one should be good. I yeah. got a nice beer shit hemorrhoid I'm sitting on right now. I'm, I feel you know, like crap. I think I'm done like drinking 14 beers in one night. Yeah, I think right. I'm going to cut down to like 12. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. It's like I usually when I go out drinking, I usually drink like whiskey or vodka. And last night I was like, well, I started with beer. Might as well just keep drinking beer. But just, dude, MGD, the morning after. It's, well, all those all those Asian bars, it's pain. all those Asian bars in the Tenderloin, they switch the Jack Daniels with like well whiskey. MGD. It's never it's never the whiskey that you ask for. I don't know if you ever noticed that. Why? What do, what do they have? Like well, I've I think asked for Jack Daniels. Yeah, yeah, I think they pour like you know Costco whiskey into those bottles. It I never was, tastes right. Yeah, you know I wouldn't doubt it. That's why I just drink the beer at those places. Cheap bastards. But yeah, and you know, another, trying to make a living. Well, another reason why I drink the beer is I don't like to put my lips next to those glasses that like, because you, know, you know, homeless people go in there when they finally scrounge up enough cash to get like a whiskey. And it's like you're drinking, you know. Yeah, and you know, they sort of city. they rinse them in that sort of I guess you could call it soapy water, but it's not really soapy. <laughs> they no, just sort of like just pass disgusting. it through there and dump it out and give it to you. Well, see, I had to drink last night because I was just exhausted from uh, helping my brother move into the tenderloin. What is is the Tenderloin like Israel now? All, all the all the Jews are moving here. Your sister lives here. You live here. Now your brother lives here. Yeah. Well, when is your dad moving? Well, the, the plan is um, the Jews are going to occupy the Tenderloin, <laughs> and uh, then we're going to kick all the Palestinians. <laughs> no, no, wait, not the Palestinians. I mean crackheads. <laughs> we're going to kick the crackheads into like one little corner, knock I over suggest, their boxes. I suggest a big fence on wheels, and you can just sort of keep pushing it towards that uh, park that's down by City Hall. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what we're going to do. Crowded in there. No, my brother's actually quite upset about moving here because he hates the Tenderloin. Didn't you tell he him He won't that... even park his car in the Tenderloin. He doesn't even... He has like a 1997 Honda Accord. He's like, <laughs> I'm not car... parking it. I'm not parking it on the street and a crackhead's going to break into it. That car was, like, is a total piece of shit. I, know, I was like, dude, why would a crackhead break into your car when there's a Lexus parked in front of it? If a crackhead broke into that car, it would probably smell better. Yeah, actually, it probably would. It's horrible. So anyway, he's moving to the Tenderloin, only about two blocks from my house, which is kind of scary. But he's moving. He was moving here, and he calls me up and has the temerity to ask me to help him move. So why? Yeah, I can't believe you came. It's bullshit. He never helps anybody. He's the laziest person of all time. He wouldn't even come over and stand by the truck (laughs) to guard against crackheads when I was moving. He wouldn't even come by stand by the truck. You know. Although I do think he said he was he was working, but like working that night. He didn't. He he was working like three in three hours, but he didn't want to like disturb his his run up to his work shift. (laughs) You know what he told me? He was just like, "I'll give you a hundred bucks. Go to Home Depot, get some Mexicans." (laughs) I was just like, "You know what, dude?" And so he calls me has the audacity to ask me to help him move and i was like you know what guy i'll give you 20 bucks go get a mexican and he was just like god damn it i need your help he started getting really pissed and so i go over there and uh jer my sister's boyfriend comes and meets us and you know what we have to do we have to move his 52 inch ridiculous plasma tv into his studio jer told me there were two yeah there were two big he has one so it's a two-room studio he calls it a one bedroom he's paying way too much for it too and uh, it's and and so uh, yeah, we brought in. The, he has one TV in this one room, and he has another TV in the other room. I'm just like, dude, why? He's just like, I like porn. <laughs> he you does know, like I don't porn. know. 
But yeah, it's just like we're moving him into this place, and I, it, I was just exhausted. And and not to mention, this place is disgusting. Like it's funny because Jeff and he hasn't even lived there yet. Well, Jeffrey's no stranger. Yeah, he just moved in there, and it already reeks of just cigarette smoke and ball milk. <laughs> He's only been in there like one night. <laughs> you know, and it's like what's funny about it too is uh, there's no windows. Well, there are windows, but they just open up on the corpse shaft. So it's just like all he sees is a black wall, and it's right next door to the Great American Music Hall. So you oh, can hear, awesome. yeah, you can hear the shows going on well, at the same time. Yeah, you know, I think it's kind of funny. As a matter of fact, we should call him and see how he likes the neighborhood. All right. You, you want to give Let's him a ring? Let's do that. Uh, okay. Let me move the microphone here. Right. Yeah, get the phone situated. So is he there? I don't know. We'll see. Does he have an amusing, outgoing message? I, you know, I don't know. We'll leave him a message if just in case. But he was on his way to Costco. Guy? Hey, what's up, guy? What are you doing? I'm on the phone, dude. What, what are you doing? I'm on the phone with Tanya. I gotta go. Oh, guy, I gotta ask you a quick question, real quick. I, I don't have time. What? Oh, so I was wondering, did you end up going to Costco yet? What? No. You didn't go there? No. <laughs> what are you gonna do with the Xbox? Well, yeah, you actually are on the yeah. podcast because Lance had a question. I just want to know how your new apartment was doing. Ah, dude, he hung up. <laughs> he didn't even become enraged. I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> just had enough of the show altogether. Should we call him again? <laughs> <laughs> he won't pick up. What did yep. he even? He said what he was doing twice, and I still couldn't understand. He what was he... on the phone with some chick. This chick, Tanya. Chick. Yeah, it's a friend of his from uh, the UK. Oh, so that got, kind of well, a friend. You know, I he called me this morning at like ten to ask me if I wanted to go to Costco with him because he's going to get an, an Xbox. Bring it back, put his broken Xbox in the box, and mm, return it. Clever ruse. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think it's going to work. But I, I wanted to find out how he liked the area because, you know, he did just move right over there. On a, it's, a, it's on O'Farrell, right by the Great American Music Hall, also located right by the Mitchell Brothers Theater. Oh, yeah. And uh, so it's I like, wanted to... That's a well-known strip club in San Francisco, I guess. Well, yeah, I wanted to ask him to see if, uh, you know, since he lives right next to it, if he's going to stop over there at Mitchell Brothers. He might as well. I don't think he would enjoy that. Yeah, he might not like Do that. Do they have gay night? Men's no, night? I, I, I think it's all <laughs> chicks. But, I, you know, I was just wondering, if you, have you ever actually been to that place? No, I haven't, because it's too expensive. <laughs> well, this is, somewhat, uh, this is somewhat of a segue here. It is, right? I mean, it's the most expensive strip club in town. Just even door cover charge, right? It's it's not more expensive than the Gold Club. Really? Yeah, the Gold Club's like forty bucks. I've been at misled because I've been but, to the Gold Club. Maybe I got in for free there because yeah, you were I used working to work there, there, right? But uh, if you if you paid a cover charge, like forty bucks to get in there. But I know Mitchell Brothers is like forty five, so maybe it is the most expensive club. But it's totally worth going to, and I highly recommend it to any visitor to San Francisco. If you're gonna go to a strip club. Head over to Mitchell Brothers because it's the only one with like a history behind it. Yeah, you can actually claim that, oh, I went to a strip club, but it was because I wanted to research the <laughs> heyday well, of San Francisco in the 70s or blah, blah, blah. I mean, well, Meanwhile, the, you're getting bush shoved in your face. Well, the thing They're is... They're fully is, nude, is, right? Yeah, it's fully nude. They have sex shows there. They have like girl-on-girl <laughs> sex shows. Wow, There's all these really different sex. rooms. Well, I mean, I don't know. They're like scissor kicking and hanging out. Strap-ons? You know, I don't know if they use strap-ons. I just yeah. saw some scissor kicking when I was there, some <laughs> bagel heavy bumping. Yeah, some bumping of bagels, but that's about it. But you know what? The, the, they filmed Behind the Green Door, that movie with Marilyn Chambers. It was like one of the first pornos. Yeah. 
And they filmed it there. So there's like a historical significance to going to Mitchell Brothers. So you don't have to feel like a total pervert to go in there. Yeah, take your mom and your whole family when you come to San Francisco. Go down there. But the reason why I wanted to bring it up here on the show is, I don't know if you realize, but uh, there are two brothers that own that place. Jim Mitchell and Artie Mitchell. Right. And uh, Jim killed Artie in like 1988. Shot him. Went for, to prison it, for it, it. Was it for money? Because he wanted to get, uh, you know, own the whole business or something and he didn't think anybody would trace it back to him? I can't remember why. He claimed it was like psychosis or something because <laughs> Artie was spinning out of control, being a total drunk, and he just went over to his house and just shot him. Oh, he claimed he shot him because the other guy, the guy he shot was crazy, not he was crazy himself. He's, well, I think he said he was in a psychotic rage. <laughs> You're making rage. me crazy. <laughs> but I mean, what, what, what does it take to kill your brother? I mean, they, they both, I mean, they both must have been sort of psychotic. Maybe if you see that many titties, it just, <laughs> you just go crazy. You just, yeah, you just go insane. I mean, they've seen more titties than I will ever see. Yeah. In your uh, yeah, in your life. Well, as it turns out, so he killed his brother, went to prison. Jim Mitchell just died last Wednesday. Did somebody shoot him? No, he died of a heart attack. So really? I, I wanted to bring it up because, you know, the Mitchell brothers are kind of like icons in the San Francisco area. So uh, porn king Jim Mitchell dead at 63 years of age. Jim Mitchell teamed up with his brother Artie to build a legendary porn empire that included San Francisco's O'Farrell Theater and cutting-edge adult films, such as Behind the Green Door. He shot his brother dead in 91. That's when he shot him. He died Thursday, okay, Thursday evening of a heart attack. Uh, apparently, he was the... I guess he was the uh, normal half of the eccentric Mitchell brothers. I mean, they're both kind of odd, but he was the more normal brother. I still brother. think it's funny, that, but he's the one who murdered the other one, but he's the normal one. Well, okay, the, whatever you say. <laughs> well, he became the nation's, like, uh, they, well, they were the nation's best-known purveyors of dirty films in, the like, the porn heyday of the 70s and the 80s. So was anybody making porn before them? I mean, you see those, like, black and white porns that are just Deep ridiculous. Throat, Deep Throat predate uh, well, right Behind the Green Door. Well, right around the same time, though. Yeah, it was like, I think Deep Throat was like 70, and Behind the Green Door was like 71. I'm just wondering, you know, what what was going on before that? Nobody ever thought, like, we're going to film some people having sex. Well, I read that the uh, Mitchell brothers, so they opened up this theater, but it was just like, they had, I think they just had, like, uh, images of girls masturbating. <laughs> so they, I'm, I'm they would with show, that. Yeah, they would just show films of girls masturbating. Dudes would go into the theater and jerk off and yeah, watch of it. Course. And so then they were like, well, you know what, let's take it one step further. There's all these hippie chicks here. Give them some drugs and have them fuck on the, you know... On, on screen. <laughs> so that was my question. You know, if nobody's ever done it before, how do you broach this <laughs> invitation to a lady? You, well, the you, guys are easy. They're just going to do it. Well, dude would do it because he's going to get laid. But right, these guys. But the girl, you have to go up and be like, hi, um, I'm making a film and I'd like you to be in it. And then she gets all excited because she thinks she's going to be a movie star. And then you tell her, well, you got to get naked and you're going to get fucked. <laughs> well, don't you think that the girls that they already had in the masturbation films were just kind of like, well, so we got an idea. <laughs> you think it's the same? Okay. The same. Yeah, that makes sense. We're going to make it a little more interesting. Not only are you going to masturbate in the film, but the next scene, a dude's going to come in and stick his dick into you. Yeah. Plus, they're just all strung out on drugs. It's strung they out on, like, heroin or, on. or whatever. So, uh, yeah. So, then they started in, like, 1970s, Behind the Green Door. And I think they made uh, movies throughout, like, to the 80s. And then I think it wasn't, like, video kind of killed all the uh, film well, porn directors. Well, yes, if you watch Boogie Nights, uh, that's a big part of that movie. So, I think that's what's kind of happened. But on – so, Thursday, uh, Mitchell suffered a heart attack. I kind of like this quote from uh, – his relative by marriage. I don't know if he is married or not. Uh, he said he was sitting in his chair and doing something. I think watching TV. And right, he just, something. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably just watching porn. Jerking off. And he just said, eh. That was it. 
His heart quit him just like that. That's a good way to go, jerking off to porn, I think. But you got to admit, though, dude, this guy, both of them, had a hell of a life. Well, and look at what porn is now. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. It's all over the place. I just don't think they're adequately credited, though. For being be... like the fa- the godfathers of porn. There should be a big statue down there, you know, like with their like, big, like with the their, Rocky statue with their Philly. beards and those big those hats they wore. You ever see those pictures of them? Well, you brought up Total an interesting point. Yeah, you brought up an interesting point. It was like it had to be the '70s when douchebags like chodes like that could get laid. But right. I guess if you think about it, though. Anyone who's, like, in the film industry, I bet you Michael Moore could go get ass if he wanted to. Mm, that's a, <laughs> not a pretty picture in my mind right now. Any guy with a lot of money and some drugs can get some ass. Can he even find his dick, Michael Moore? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's, like, underneath a mound of flesh. It's all like, yeah, I'm sure he's probably interviewed it before and it tried to, like, run away. <laughs> But no, I you know, I don't know. These guys, I'm kind of envious of these dudes. I mean, he did go to prison for killing his brother, didn't go for life, but I'm kind of envious of him in the fact that they lived a hell of a life. Yeah, they did. Drug-fueled uh... sex orgies, porn movies. I mean, they probably saw more titties than we will yeah, in our whole lifetime. Yeah, they just no inhibitions, you know. They knew what they wanted to do, and they did it, which is not what we do. We sort of just work our stupid-ass jobs and... Yeah, and pay to see titties, whereas right. these guys, you know, were getting paid by the titties. They own the titties. Yeah, and you know, I've I've read that, uh, and I've spoken to people that, that worked at Mitchell Brothers. They said Jim Mitchell used to come in there all the time, just kind of check things out. Even being like six years old, he'd just come in, just kind of check it out. I would, too. Sure, dude, I mean, if you were like a porn impresario or whatever, would you go and hang out? Do you, think that, do, you, do you think so? Since he came up in the 70s, he'd go in there now and be like, I want to see bigger bushes on these chicks right now. <laughs> you know, I wonder if that was an issue. Like it if he went in me. there, he's just like, All I right, wish I had that kind of power. I don't want any woman eating sushi for dinner in this place. <laughs> and I want big bushes. You know, you want the kind of bushes that when you look at a girl from the side, it's like sticking out. You can see it in profile. See, I actually am kind of a fan of that. Not the huge 70s wolf pussy bush, but I kind of like a little hair down there i'm thinking yeah wolf <laughs> full-on wolf when's the last time you're with a girl that had that's like a I huge like, like abraham lincoln beard <laughs> that's why i think i'm turned on by it because uh, a zz top down there because you never see it i don't i'm not talking about where it's going down the legs that's something <laughs> it's, it's totally different i'm not like... talking about that i'm not talking about that her suit porn i'm just talking about like a big bush the cut maybe comes over the top of the panties. You know, you know my theory. You never on see it. it. It's well, a novelty. Well, my theory on it is it reminds you. It's kind of like atavistic in a way. It reminds you of when you were seventeen and uh, you know sixteen, and you got to like hook up with this chick. It also reminds you of a gorilla <laughs> before we were evolved. <laughs> <laughs> it does kind of remind me a little bit of a baboon. <laughs> yeah, 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 I guess it does. Okay. But anyway, um, so Jim Mitchell used to go in and check out Mitchell Brothers and go see his, see, you know, see how his place is doing. And dude, I don't know, man. I totally recommend that place. You got to go check it out. Well, I've never been there, but uh, I had a friend come into town for some like with his company for a conference or something, and he worked for I think it was Hitachi or something. So all these like Japanese executives were here with him, and they were like his big bosses. And he said, I got to take these guys out to a strip club. And I said, well, you know, the most 
famous nicest one, so I hear, is uh, O'Farrell Brothers. Mitchell, what is it? Mitchell Brothers yeah. O'Farrell Theater. And uh, he took him there, and the next day he was like, dude, you're the man. Those guys love me. We're going back tonight. He didn't even want to go back. They were, like, dragging him there. And they, and these Japanese dudes would just spend all kinds of money there. No, that's like a that's like a stripper's wet dream when you get a bunch of Japanese businessmen yeah, coming in, in there. Yeah, suits. They love yeah. it. And, no, seriously. They'll spend, like, two grand on a blonde girl with fake tits. Yeah. But, see, I've been like, in – twice I, as tall as that. I've been in there on one occasion. I remember I, I auditioned there, and they didn't hire me. Really? My affiliation. Your tits were too small? <laughs> no, I, I auditioned as a DJ, and they oh, didn't hire right. me as a DJ there because I had worked for Deja Vu, and they don't they don't like Deja Vu. Yeah. Because Deja Vu pretty much owns every strip club in the city except for Mitchell Brothers. Yeah. Which I hope they never get their dirty claws into. <laughs> Maybe now that the guy's dead. But I worked with a couple girls that actually used to work at Mitchell Brothers, and there's one in particular. She'll go unnamed, but she told me that for the right price, you can go in there and get laid. So inside like, this club. And if you get a if you go into their private dance booths, you can get a blowjob for like she said two hundred dollars. Whoa! And uh, she said that um, you can definitely get laid too. I mean, depending on how much money you're willing to spend. She said that she had sex with Ben Affleck there. <laughs> and I, I thought that was kind of funny, but then I read that I, Ben Affleck's kind pre, of a pervert. This is pre Jennifer Garner. Yeah, I think this is like pre Jennifer Lopez. This oh is yeah, like, I forgot <laughs> about that. Yeah, this, this chick is kind of old, and I was just like, wow, Ben Affleck had sex with you. <laughs> Nice. I hope he wrapped it up. I'd yeah. wear a body condom before I'd touch you. She's Get like, fuck you. from a stripper. That's but no, I went in there story. one time. We got in for free because we knew a girl that worked there. And we went in uh, for P-Town's birthday. And I just remember they had, they. I guess they get a lot of porn star feature entertainers in there. This porn star was just up there. Just this haggard looking like porn star from the Big 80s. basketball. <laughs> for some odd reason, tits. I want to say her name was Selena. But I, I, you know, I, can't, I can't remember it, recall it exactly. But she was up on stage fucking herself with this dildo. Sticking it in her pussy. Sticking it in her ass. Ugh. And then grabbing random dudes from the audience. Pulling them up on stage. Putting that same dildo in their mouth. And fucking their faces. <laughs> and so she was so kind of... how many times did you go up there? <laughs> well, that's what's funny. She was like looking around to see who she could bring up. She starts coming towards our little group. And I was like, you know what? She grabs me. I'm out of here. Because <laughs> there's be like, no way. Like trying to feed a little kid. She's got to do the airplane thing. Here comes the airplane Here comes thing. the dildo. Nope, nope. Not going to do it. <laughs> who would do that? I mean, think of the... I mean, it's so unsanitary. A guy who's never seen a vagina that he didn't pay to see. Funny you should say that because one of the guys <laughs> that was part of our group who uh, will also have to go unnamed. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, he's just kind of – I mean this dude's just total – like too into Star Wars for his own good. Uh-huh. He's like just way too into Star Wars for his own good. I mean he's got the toys still. He's got to be like in his 30s. Obviously he's like a 38-year-old virgin or whatever he is. <laughs> Guy totally came out of his shell. He's usually a shy, reserved dude. As soon as that woman came around with a dildo in her hand trying to pick somebody up, he jumps in front of everybody. He's like, pick me, pick me. <laughs> he's up on stage. He's got the dildo in his mouth. I thought he was going to swallow the thing. I'm always a little put off by people who get into the strip club and they think, like, you know, throw com- caution completely to the wind. I can do whatever I want in here. You know, there are limitations to, like, how crazy you can go. Oh, no, until you get your ass beat by the bouncers. Right, but I'm talking about even before that. You know, it's just like, be cool, man. <laughs> it's a strip club. I know there's lots of tits around, but keep control of yourself. Well, what's funny is we weren't even drunk because like, they don't serve alcohol there. Oh, man. So we were sitting there, and I was just like, God, this guy's completely sober, and he has a dildo that's been in this porn star's ass in his mouth. And, and the, what's funny about that, what I always think when I go out with my friends to, so like, strip clubs or even at the bar in general, I'm always thinking – I don't want to make an ass of myself and be the, you know, the subject of some story on some guy's podcast like five years later. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But needless to say, I totally recommend Mitchell Brothers. It's kind of a cool place. You get to see sex shows, and there's like a historical significance. And if you have $200, get a blowjob from a really hot chick. And you could probably stop by uh, Jeff's place while you're there, but I wouldn't recommend it. You know what I think we should do is let's see if uh, my brother wants to go check out me. Let's get him really drunk and see if we can like get him into Mitchell Brothers. <laughs> see if he'll pay for us. I doubt it. <laughs> we can try. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Hey, you know, we're, we're going to have to try calling him because now that he only lives like a couple blocks away, we'll have to get him on the show. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to take some convincing because yeah. I, th- I still think he's kind of pissed at us. Uh, I wouldn't care to guess whether you could get him into Mitchell Brothers or back on the show first. Yeah. <laughs> Seems I, to be pretty against both of those things. Yeah, I don't know. I, we'll, we'll have to see. So anyway, uh, Wackerly, it's episode 80 here of Sick and Wrong. Can't believe we're only 20 shows away from the Big 100. And it's funny because a lot of our peers in podcasting, like From the Ville, Mediocre, uh, Mediocre Podcast, they just hit their 100 uh, mark, you know, I mean, their 100 episode mark. Uh-huh. And it's just, you know, I'm wondering, what are we going to do when we hit 100? I'm going to cry on air. Yeah, you know, I, I wonder. i tear up. I, I didn't think it would ever happen. I think a lot of people play those, like, flashback shows. Fuck that. Yeah, I, 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 I don't <laughs> like to live in the past. I don't even want to listen to any of those shows, which is what you'd have to do to find anything to, you know, put together. Yeah, you'd, it'd take hours of work. Yeah, nope. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to think of something. Maybe maybe I'll get that... Um, that uh, midget from the Tenderloin, that midget prostitute to come on the show. You are on your own if you do that. I don't want it to be in the same room as her. <laughs> She's disgusting. <laughs> she is rather nasty. So a quick recap from episode 79 of last week. If you recall, I did a story about a heinous gang rape where a mother was forced to have sex with her son. You did a story about the collar bomber in uh, Erie, Pennsylvania. And a listener sent in a story about that nefarious child-eating pool that sucked out that girl's intestines. Mm. Well, it was actually kind of close. I ended up winning by four votes. Oh, I came in with uh, wow. 82. Listener came in with uh, 78. And uh, you had a healthy 36. <laughs> my story sucked. Yeah. And I, you know, but the thing is, if it was in my opinion, that was the best story because it was the most interesting. And I mean, how often do you ever hear about something like that? I just wasn't feeling it last week. So I was off my game. And you weren't hungover, so I know. maybe that... Yeah. This week will be a lot better. Well, we'll have to see what's going to happen with this week. So people, as you know, the way Sick and Wrong works, Wackerly and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news item of the week. Presented here on the show, audience votes, winner gets a case of beer. Uh, we also throw in a wild card with a listener submission. You can send in your story to sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. Well, uh, since you started the show last week, I might as well kick it off here for um, uh, episode 80. <laughs> I wanted to kind of issue a moratorium here on the bestiality articles. Because, you know, it was funny because I was talking to some guys at work the other day, and I was saying how um, that dude that sent us that link to bestiality blog said, hey, I was on the bestiality blogs, and I thought, wow, you know, I thought of you guys. And I was like, you know what? Why are we being associated with bestiality? And so I asked uh, this dude I work with about it, and he's like, because you guys are obsessed with it. I'm like, we're not <laughs> obsessed with it. He goes, you talk no. about it all the time, especially you. And, well, I want to add, we only talk about it bestiality gone wrong. We don't just talk about, you know, loving relationships between a guy and his colleague. It's, it's only when, like, something bad happens. Yeah, it's well, funny. it's a crime, you know? I mean, that's that's why we no, bring no, it up no, here. No, 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 but... but... <laughs> 
You know what I'm saying? We only, we only talk about it when like the guy gets, you know, his intestines ripped out and dies, or something else, you know, horrible happens. So what are you saying? You're horrible you're, beyond. Are you the lamenting beast? the fact no, no. that we don't talk about deep, loving relationships between a man and an no, animal? No, I'm saying don't. <laughs> these people shouldn't make it sound like, you know, this is the bestiality podcast. <laughs> it's not. Although that's kind of a good idea. <laughs> it is a good idea. Yeah, yeah. We should almost do a podcast where we just read stories from the bestiality blog. Is there a furry podcast? Because that's a big market, untapped market also. There's got to be a furry podcast. Yeah, you know what? You're giving away all our good ideas to the audience here. (laughs) Copyrighted. It's copyrighted. (laughs) So uh, my story is kind of short, and it actually doesn't involve a man fucking an animal. So so you're saying it involves an animal, but... They aren't I guess you could call this bestiality, but I think it's the gray area of bestiality. <laughs> is this just another bestiality story after that <laughs> no, intro? No, it isn't a bestiality story. It's it's the gray area. So mine happened in uh, southwestern Florida, and there's a red flag right there. Um, man is accused of molesting a horse. Now, molestation doesn't imply fucking. Molestation could be like he's bothering this horse. Irritating it. They brought the horse a horse, do- uh, My Little Pony doll, and said, show, show me on this My Little Pony where he touched <laughs> what you. What happened? Well, as a matter of fact, a 63-year-old man who authorities say twice pushed his entire arm into a horse's vaginal cavity. Dude, he fisted the horse, <laughs> and you're saying that's not sex? What are you, Bill Clinton? Dude, how is that sex? He just, Dude, it's obviously he was probably wondering if he could do it. I mean, because you, you look, sometimes you'll look at an animal, like a big animal like that, and you'll think, God, I wonder if I could shove my whole leg in there. And I think this dude was probably like, you know, it's a scientific experiment to see if I could put my whole arm to the shoulder inside this horse's vaginal cavity. Okay. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe he was getting off about it. But uh, anyway, this guy um, was jailed on Tuesday, this past Tuesday, on a felony-level animal cruelty charge. So this is more of an animal cruelty article, I think, than a bestiality article. <laughs> Well, that's funny. So Sheriff Deputy said the man, he's a um, man named Leslie M. G., Mr. G., G-E-E, maybe it's P. I don't know. He's not a veterinarian. I love how they say that. He is not a veterinarian. He caused unnecessary pain and suffering to the horse, who was a mare named Bella. He didn't clip his nails before. <laughs> Probably didn't. The horse's owner, Donna Marie Holmes, 48 years old, said she first confronted G in a horse stall on Monday after she noticed him standing near Bella with his hand at the horse's rear end. Uh, G said he had ridden the horses two weeks ago when he was looking to buy one and said he had permission to ride the horses and to take care of them. Uh, The uh, stable owner here, Holmes, said that she had never given him permission to do any of those things, and she instructed G who has a friend in the neighborhood, to keep away from her home and her horses. Then she called police. And I guess um, apparently after uh, veterinarians came in and examined the horse, they said the horse was bleeding from the penetration. Holmes said Bella made painful noises, and she said the horse was having trouble breathing. So did it was bring, obviously distressed. Did they bring in the horse whisperer? <laughs> <laughs> Robert Redford. What happened to you? His arm in my pussy. You know what she should have done? What? Uh, you know, when I was like back when I was nine years old and smoking <laughs> and my mom suspected me of it and I would come home and she would make me, uh, she would smell my fingers. <laughs> That's what she should have done to him. God, I wonder what that would have smelled like. Here, smell my arm. It's all sticky, like covered in mucus. Horse um, twat. G could not be reached for comment on Wednesday, which I find kind of funny that this reporter is trying to call him. Yeah, <laughs> he, what was up with that? But you you got to see a picture of this guy. He kind of looks like Popeye. 
But just like this really white trash, like deformed so has, looking Popeye. So he has small upper arms and big forearms. It's just his face, but he's got this huge chin and he's just kind of like standing there, like looking all angry. <laughs> With a pipe. <laughs> Eat some spinach, shove his arm in a horse's pussy. So he told, de- he told deputies that he did not put his hand into the horse. He said he got blood on his shirt when the horse urinated on him. Mm. It could and, be a uh, sign of a bigger problem for the well, horse. Dude, you know horses always urinate blood, especially after you shove your arm in their pussy. <laughs> <laughs> but my favorite part about this, and I think this is what shows, it obviously proves you know, indisputably that this guy shoved his arm in this horse's vagina. It's because a witness told him that he saw G molesting the horse. And what that leads me to infer that he probably went there with his buddy because he was probably at the bar drinking with this guy. And he's just like, dude, I bet you I could shove my whole arm up that horse's pussy over there. No way, dude. Only up to the elbow. I bet you five bucks. <laughs> and he's just like five bucks. All right, let's go over the stable. And so they went over there and he's just like, see, <laughs> All the way to the shoulder. Well, I think the fu- – or either that or the guy, you know, I double-dog dare you to stick your arm in that horse's <laughs> pussy. They were drunk. They had to have been wasted. But what I would have been nervous about is what if your arm got stuck? And are you supposed to be able – are you supposed to stand behind a horse? Oh, because it might kick you in the face? Yeah. Well, he already looks like Popeye. What the fuck else can <laughs> – how much worse can it get? So on the sick and wrong scale, since this isn't a bestiality article and he wasn't fucking the horse – You think it's a, a barroom bet is what you're saying? I just think this is a molestation article more than a bestiality article. You know, that's all I'm saying. I'm just right. – I'm making a, a, an inference here. Okay. But anyway, on the sick and wrong scale, the guy shoved his entire arm in a horse's vaginal cavity. I'm going to have to give it a nine. I'm going to give it – an 8.5, and this is the last time I'm ever scoring an article. 8.5? I'm not scoring. See, I don't even care. I'm not doing the scoring anymore. You're not going to score the article. Or can we do stars or something? This 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 1 to 10 decimal scale, it's just it's ridiculous. They're just made How up. How else can you gauge the sick and wrongness? How about 1 to 5 stars, and, I'm gonna get, and then I'll give it a 4. A 4 star? Yeah, I'll give it 4 stars. If we go to stars, five stars. All right, I'm willing to do that. I'm not going to give it a perfect it's five too, star. Too, I'm just going to give know, it a three star. I don't star. care if it's an 8.5 or a nine, like, you know, a half a point. I don't know. All right, I'm going to say it's a disgusting. three star. <laughs> I'm going to say it's a three star. Well, that's that's like a 50%. Yeah, but I mean, he didn't fuck the horse. Okay, three star. So one star is good. No stars is bad. One star is all right. Two stars is, you know... Maybe a listener sent it in. Three stars is pretty good. Yeah, so I'm going to give that three stars also. All right, three stars. I'll accept that. New scoring system. Star scoring system. I kind of like it. Wackily's Wackily's always cutting edge. Maybe we can figure out something other than stars, but not today. Well, what do you have here for episode 80? Well, my uh, article also comes from Florida, Miami, Florida, where, Lots De- of sick and where wrong Dexter was occur. filmed. It's great, oh, yeah. sick and wrong Dexter show. Dexter happened in Miami. Um, apparently, Harold Franklin Brady had befriended Shandell Maycock and her daughter Quatisha. That's a great last name. I by mean, the I way. knew there were a lot of Jews that lived in Miami, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how many people out know that out there know this, but Watisha Maycock is a very Jewish name. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and Maycockberg. For, for some reason, this guy reminds me of your brother, and I'll tell you why in a minute. Uh, Maycock testified that Braddy. 
the guy who reminds me of Jeff, went to her home in uh, 1998. This is kind of old, but he just got convicted. So, and so when, he, when he went to her home, uh, he grew enraged, <laughs> which, which that word just brings your brother to mind. Yeah, I can't think he's of any, angry. Yeah, my brother has anger management issues, and it sounds like Maycock does too. Yeah, well, no, that's the woman. Uh, Harold Franklin Braddy got enraged when she asked him to leave, which I can understand because you don't want a bitch to tell you what to do. No. Uh, so because due she to was his, out of line. Due to his enragement, he choked Maycock until she was unconscious and then forced her and Quatisha into his car. Wasn't your sister going to be called Quatisha before she was called Steph? Yeah, for some odd reason, my mother vetoed it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why, because I would have... Hey, you know it's never too late. Yeah, we'll change her name. Uh, at one point, Maycock gained consciousness again. She grabbed the child and jumped out of the moving vehicle, but apparently she didn't run fast enough, and this guy's quite a driver because he stopped, grabbed her, choked her again, and put her in the trunk. Damn, dude, he's like Mad Max. That was the last time uh, Shandell Maycock ever saw her daughter... Quatisha. Prosecutors said that Braddy then drove to a section of Interstate 75 in the Everglades, and this section of Interstate 75 is known as Alligator Alley, <laughs> and dropped Quatisha in the water beside the road. Jesus, how old was this kid? Uh, I don't know. Young. Man. It doesn't say. I think she was like four years old or something like that. You I think know? she's breakfast. Uh, yeah, <laughs> alligator breakfast. She, uh, the uh, whatever. I guess the investigators say she was alive when alligators bit her. I should just call them gators, right? That's the cool gators. Way to do yeah, it. I think that's the, what they call them in Florida. Uh, she was alive when the gators bit her on the head and stomach. A medical examiner said. So they didn't actually eat her. Oh, she's dead. <laughs> they didn't eat her entire corpse. They left some, like... Yeah, I always wondered in my mind, like... They left what, the gristle. Well, I've always thought, like, you know, five-year-old versus gator. Right. You know, or however gator old this kid is. It's probably a bunch of gators. Yeah. Actually, Braddy had served 13 years of a 30-year prison sentence before any of this happened, and he was released for good behavior. God bless the judicial system. <laughs> There are no gators in prison, so he didn't have an opportunity to commit this crime when he was in there. This is why abortion should be legal. So uh, he was uh, convicted of seven, seven counts, including first-degree murder, attempted murder, kidnapping, burglary, and escape, and two others that they don't mention. He faces the death penalty. While he was in, tra in, in court, they actually had a dozen law enforcement officers because it, apparently uh, previously in court, for the same case, I guess. This trial's been going on for a long time. He fled after trying to strangle. He loves to strangle. He becomes angry and strangles. He fled the courtroom. He's just like my brother. After trying to strangle a Miami-Dade corrections officer in 1984. So they had to put extra personnel. Extra protection on him, yeah. So, so what I don't understand about this story, why didn't he chuck Maycock into the uh, alligator pit? Because she was in the trunk. Uh, okay, she was in the trunk. He and, probably uh, thought he was going to smooth things over and maybe get some ass later. This sounds like an amazing Eminem song. <laughs> like, Eminem should write a song about this. Yeah, they should make a movie about it. Yeah, I, I think this is work. Eminem is the star. So, on the sick and wrong star scale, <laughs> what are you going to give this? I'm going to give it four stars. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say I'm going to probably give it four stars as well because no seriously it's it's not a three-star article because no. it's it's much sicker than that it's our first gator article yeah it's a, and it's gators ate this and, kid you know it's our first article involving jews in a while so yeah four stars i'm gonna have to give that a four star myself but we'll have to see what the uh, listening audience has to say about that yeah go vote at sickerongpodcast.com but well, not um, until you hear the listener story <laughs>
Yeah, not until you hear the listener submission here. So this was sent in by uh, Gary, who's a faithful UK listener. Uh, Gary said, uh, thanks for a fantastic podcast. I listen every week here in the UK. A news story broke out today, which I thought would be perfect for Sick and Wrong. It has all the ingredients, torture, death, and an epileptic victim. Hmm. Enjoy. Keep up the great work. Uh, well, thank you, Gary, for sending that in. So uh, the story here is three jailed over shed prisoner. Kind of a cryptic uh, title there. You know, it, it's funny, too, because I don't even remember. I did, didn't even come across this one. It's a new story to me. Sheds are always bad news. We had two listeners send this in, though. Another guy, uh, Ashton, who's a frequent contributor, sent this as well. But Gary but sent Gary it first. Gary got it first. Yeah. Sheds are always bad news. I don't know if you ever noticed that. Yeah, they are. As I mean, long as you're storing, like, your lawnmower in there, sh- shovels, something like that, it's fine. But anytime people start to become involved, like, remember the... The baby brother in, uh, in Sling Blade. In Sling Blade. Yep. Was he was buried in the, in the shed. shed. A lot of nefarious activity takes place in sheds. Don't and ever, basements and basements. Don't ever anybody, let anybody take you to the shed for any reason. Yeah, it's it's not a place like if, if ladies out there that listen to the show, if a guy's like, let's go make out in the shed. <laughs> don't go. Don't, don't do it. Just don't do it. So three people kept an epileptic man prisoner in a garden shed in uh, Gloucester. In Gloucester? How do you say that? Is that Gloucester. How you say it? Gloucester? I don't even know. Kevin Davies, 29 years old, was found dead by paramedics at a house in Badger's Way. And uh, Amanda Bagus, who owned the shed, and her boyfriend, David Lahani, have been sentenced to 10 years in prison. Scott Andrews, who helped Bagus and Lahani keep Mr. Davies prisoner, was sentenced to nine years. In her diary, Amanda Bagus wrote about the punishments they inflicted on Kevin Davies and noted his cries for help. Systematic torture a diary she kept a diary a torture diary did the diary reside in the shed also on a little hook well what i find interesting about it so she i don't know if she took part in the torture herself but she kind of sounds like she might be a bit of a sadist but i wonder if like if they if her boyfriend was like all right amanda you gotta keep that diary while we beat his ass (laughs) i want this chronicle so we can read about it two weeks from now yeah you know, it's like, why? Diary? I don't understand it. I'm imagining, like, a My Little Pony. This is the second time I've mentioned My Little Pony, but I'm, like, pink My Little Pony diary book. What's your deal with the My Little Pony? I don't by know. The way? I got them on the brain. Yeah. Um, you probably want to shove your arm in one. They're too small. Yeah. It's your pinky finger. <laughs> They're, like, the size of this beer can. But this is the other interesting part of the story. They also made a hostage-style video of him in which they forced him to say he was being fed perfectly. So not only were they torturing and beating this guy hanging in their shed, they made a video and kept a diary. The only reason to make a video is to send it to somebody. So are they trying to extort his parents out of the money or what? Apparently what happened is uh, I guess this guy owed them some money, wasn't going to pay him. So they took matters into their own hands and decided to just torture him for three weeks in Well, the shed. now I feel differently about this whole thing. But what I don't understand about it is like, why would they make the video? It's, it sounds like one of those, like, uh, Taliban videos or something. But why would they make these videos, this video, for whom? And number two, why would they ask him, like, so, how are you being fed in the shed? And he's like, oh, I've been being fed perfectly. These right grass down. clippings are... <laughs> oh, I'm not... That accent sucked. I just made a jobby in the shed. You know, it's... <laughs> What's a jobby? <laughs> I heard that. I was reading some, uh, what was it, Irvine Welsh book, and they mentioned jobby, so I looked it up. But jobby's turd. I guess it's cockney for turd. Well, your dad is British, right? And he calls shit cock, right? Yeah, he does say, he does call him cock. Weird. I don't understand that either. I think that's a rabbinical <laughs> it's confusing. term. You know, yeah. there's a cock in the toilet. What? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. So, uh, 
Gloucester Police here said the circumstances as a whole are extraordinary and the video you might expect to see come out of the Middle East, but certainly not the Forest of Dean, which I guess is the neighborhood that they live in. Is it um, on YouTube? <laughs> you know, I, we should try to, try to look for it. I, I bet you it. one of our English listeners is going to send it in, like that Edmund guy. Yeah, probably. That guy seems to come across every video on the net. And he's insane. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Davies had been treated like an animal by the trio. He had been assaulted, he had been beaten, and he had effectively been kept like a dog in a locked garden shed at night. In short, the last few months of this man's life must have been utterly miserable and inhumane. How come none of the neighbors heard him screaming? Well, you know what? They they said that uh, some uh, teens from the neighborhood like kicked a soccer ball kind of near the shed, and one of the uh, dudes, one of the torturers, ran out and just started swearing at them <laughs> in like a Cockney accent, like, you know... Get the fuck out of here, you scallies! He's got a big like, meat yeah, cleaver know. in his hand. It's bloody apron. Those kids I, will never do that again. a bloody cricket bat. Yeah. <laughs> He's about to go in there and just, like, whack him like a wicket. I guess there are burn marks which a pathologist described could have been caused by a hot knife. There's also a burn mark which could have been caused by a corrosive liquid. There are fractures to his ribs, and he had suffered a fractured larynx. Burn marks covered 10% of the victim's body area. So, I mean, the whole thing's appalling, but what's weird about it, what's weird about it is none of these guys are being charged for murder. And the reason being is the dude actually died of an epileptic fit. So... They're being sentenced like 10 years and 9 years, and they contributed to his death. They pled guilty to torturing him, but they can't be charged for murder because they didn't actually kill him. Britain is pretty easy on their criminals, I've noticed. Yeah, it seems like serial they're killers so, even their seem, terms tend to get are out in like 10 years. Short, and their prisons seem nicer than ours. Dude, they let Tony Blair retire without even a problem. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even go in and like try to you know, investigate his dealings. But no, I, seriously, I understand what you're saying. I don't understand why they're so lenient. I don't know either. I bet you British people have a funny derogatory term for people with epilepsy, though, and I'd like to know what that is. Yeah, I bet you they do call, like... <laughs> hey, the crazy shaker over there. It's probably even better than that. I bet you they call them slags or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know what they call them. But I guess, uh, so Kevin Davies, the victim here, had known both these people for uh, years, but fell out with them after a car crash last year. I guess he had overturned their car, said he owed them some money... And instead of, um, you know, instead of being able to pay him, they kidnapped him and tortured him in the shed. I guess it's a way. I mean, I just wonder, like, what these dudes were doing. Like, were they all sitting around like Because this is like a guy and his girlfriend that came up that, you know, plotted this scheme here. Like, I wonder if they're just sitting around and be like, well, we got to get our money some way. What do you think? That's. Put him in the shed and beat his ass. <laughs> He'll earn a lot of money in there. Never let an epileptic person borrow your car. Never let an epileptic person use anything of yours unless it's like your martini shaker. <laughs> Never be friends with an epileptic person. That's what I say. Well, I'm not going that far. It could be kind of humorous. I guess. You know, I've always thought that uh, it'd be kind of cool to date an epileptic chick. Because could you imagine if you're having sex with her, she's about to like, you know, come, and all of a sudden she starts having a seizure? I bet you it feels awesome. But what if she's giving you a blowjob and she has a seizure and she bites down on your unit? Well, she won't swallow her tongue. (laughs) (laughs) I I have always wanted to jam my wallet in somebody's mouth. She'd be like, ugh. So on the uh, sick and wrong star scale. <laughs> Why do you have to call it the star scale? It sounds really gay. You're the one who came up with it. It's just a scale. It's the new scale. All right. The sick and wrong scale. Not a star scale, <laughs> even though I do like star scale. Um, the sick and wrong scale here. I'm going to have to give this at least a four star. Uh, I'll give it a four star because of the shed. It's not quite a five star because they didn't murder him. No, five star is torture. reserved for 
things that make me want to puke. Truly heinous, appalling story. This yeah. is heinous. I mean, this, but for some odd reason, I just don't think it's worthy of five. So I'm going to have to give this a four star. I give it four. And we'll have to see what the uh, listening audience has to say about that. Go vote. You can decide who won episode 80, sickandwrongpodcast.com. Yeah, Martin, I was fucking checking out podcasts the other day. I checked out this thing called Sick and Wrong. It's got this D. Simon. He's a fucking Jew. And a Jew? I, yeah, a Jew, a goddamn Jew. And on the I, internet? Absolutely, they got them on the internet nowadays. They're everywhere. Yeah, they are. I even saw one at my bagel shop. But then, aside from that, that other, that, that Lance Wackerly character, his co-host, I don't know what the fuck he is, but I think he's a black Amishman from, from the Dutch country. I have no idea what's going on with him. That's worse than being a Jew. Absolutely it is. But let me say this. They're two good-looking men. As opposed to the two of us, we're ugly as sin. But that doesn't stop us from having our own goddamn show. We have our own goddamn show. You know what the name of that show is, Martin? Can you tell me the name of the show? Tell it to me right now. From the Ville with Martin and Steele on FromTheVille.com? Sounds good to me. Is that it? Sure. All right, log on to FromTheVille.com right now, right here, any place, anytime, anywhere, and you can listen to Martin and Steele on FromTheVille.com and fuck the guys that's sick and wrong because we're funny. So, uh, Wackerly, we're uh, nearing the end of the show, and as usual, we tend to talk about listener email. Uh, we've been getting a lot of email, and uh, there's a couple that I want to bring up. First uh, line of business here is I want to say thank you um, to Kendra who is a devoted listener. She's been listening for, it's got to be from the early episodes on. Yeah, I don't know and, how uh, she ever found out about the show. She also probably leaves the best comments on uh, the forum, the Sigurong forum, which you can go to right off our main forum. page. And she, she leaves some great comments. I think she's really, what I like about Kendra is she's warping the young children's minds yeah. on that podcast. Because there's like 8-year-old and 13-year-old dudes that go on that, <laughs> that that forum page. Oh, and they are so excited to talk to a, what is she, 25, 25-year-old girl? Kind of hot chick. And yeah, uh, she, and yeah seriously, and she's they completely uninhibited. It. So she says, uh, greetings, Mr. Simon. And notice she didn't. Uh, address you in this there. Yeah, I was going to bring, I was going to wait for you to get through this and then I was going to make that point, but we can make it now. This picture seems to be sent to, this whole email seems to be sent to you and, uh, you know, I'm just chopped liver over here. Well, let me explain why here. So, so a while ago, we sent Kendra a t-shirt and we sent Kendra the t-shirt on the promise that she was going to send us a picture of her vagina, it's pierced, with I love sick and wrong. And Sharpie on her thigh. And this was to prove that it was actually her vagina. Because she had sent us a picture, an unsolicited picture of her vagina, but we didn't know if it was really hers or not. It did have a cigarette in it. <laughs> it did have a cigarette in it, though. That was great. And that, no, we're not going to post these pictures on the uh, page, in case no. you're wondering. It's just all, not going to happen. All those 13-year-olds on the forum just shit their pants. This is my own masturbation fodder, okay? Well, anyway, Kendra actually pulled through, came clean on the promise here, sent us a picture of her vagina... With I love S&W written on the thigh. And for that, I am grateful. I'm, so, gr I'm grateful, but apparently it's not for me. She says, you have my sincere apology for being so sporadic with correspondence as of late. A job promotion, sick kitten, and an emotionally and energy draining relationship. Uh, you can talk to Wackerly about that. I <laughs> uh, have monopolized my time over the last month or two. Nonetheless, I am reasonably well, and I hope you are too. I'll make this short, since I'm supposed to be in bed fast asleep. I trust you recall the deal we made a while ago for a shirt in return for verification of my nether region's identity. Perhaps you came to the conclusion that I had made an empty promise, which I did, because I was like, you know, I was going to send her an email to remind her about our pact, but then I was like, yeah, you know what, she's probably going to end up keeping her promise. She sounds like a woman of a good, you know, that has a, <clears throat> she's good on her word. 
She says, uh, I know I've been uh, more than tardy and complying, but let me assure you that I always keep my promises, which she did. Indeed, I had the best of intentions. I was planning to get a heart-shaped Brazilian wax so that I could use my stenciled bush to proclaim, I heart S&W. Wouldn't that have been great? That would have been great. That, that might have been great. That probably would have gone on the website. Yeah, we almost might have. We, we almost should have done that. She says, unfortunately, I've been either too lethargic or too busy to have it done. And as such, I never got around to it. But tonight, I was testing out my newly acquired digital camera. Decided to go ahead at long last and make good on my end of the deal. Enjoy, D. I do so hope it was worth the wait. It and, sounds like she put more effort into this than we put into the show. I mean, just yeah. do stuff half-ass. Just write it on the... your leg with a Sharpie that you have laying around, take the picture, and send it in. Don't think about it. So I'm grateful to Kendra for finally sending this picture. And yes, she has a wonderful vagina, beautiful vagina. And um, <clears throat> she will definitely play a starring role in my masturbation theater. But one thing I wanted to point out, this is kind of like a rite of passage for Sick and Wrong. You know you've actually kind of like reached that level of coolness when you're getting girls to send you pictures of their genitalia. That are tagged, I heart sick and wrong. Uh, by the way, uh, after I came back from my Xbox fiasco hiatus, didn't some girl say that she was going to send me naked pictures? Exactly. I haven't seen those yet. I do recall that, and I fully endorse any girl sending us pictures of her vagina. 18 or years breasts. old. Yeah, got to <laughs> be over, over 18. Or breasts with I heart sick and wrong. We almost even, and if, if, if the girl's willing to let it post, even if we don't show her face, I almost wouldn't mind putting like a little photo section, like in our photo section on our website. No. Why, you just want to keep, you're selfish. <laughs> no, because there's that whole law with like, you have to keep the records that all your nude models are over 18. It's a huge pain in the ass. All right, maybe. But you know what, though? Any girl that sends us we pictures... We can, like, crop out the skin just to verify, you know, to, to uh, show people that we're not pulling, you know, we're not bullshitting, but we can't show any nipples or vaginas. Unless yeah. it's a picture we got from somewhere. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of a convoluted area. But I just want to say, any girl that sends us a picture of her nether regions with I Love Sick and Wrong on it will get a t-shirt and... Five stars on the Sick and Wrong star scale. Six stars. <laughs> it's <laughs> not a star scale. <laughs> Moving on, uh, we got another email from uh, Will, who is a fellow podcaster who lives in the neighborhood. Will the writes, Tenderloin. Yeah, he lives in uh, actually Lower Knob Hill, but right near the loin. He says, I just tuned into your show for the first time. Eric Tomorrow, who's from the Mediocre Podcast, I highly recommend that show. He mentioned it a few times, but I never got around to listening. I was reminded when uh, you guys added me on MySpace today. It's pretty good stuff. The stories definitely live up to the name of the show. Looking forward to future episodes. Did I hear Simon say he lives in the TL? I live pretty damn close to TL, actually, but I guess I'm technically in Lower Knob Hill. I party <laughs> down Knob there Hill all the, the time, TL. though. Yeah, Lower Knob You know, the only people that differentiate TL from Lower Knob Hill are landlords that put up postings on Craigslist. Well, here's the difference. If you're walking down the st- uh, one block and you see five crackheads, you're in the TL. If you see two crackheads, you're in Lower Knob Hill. Yeah. It's just like three less crackheads per block. Yeah, I, there's really very few There's still crackheads, though. That's the point. It's the tenderloin. We're going to have to check out this guy's podcast. I haven't actually had a chance to listen to it, but uh, you can go check it out at erratic, E-R-R-A-T-I-C-A-S-T, erraticcast.libsyn.com. Did we, do we have a link up? We should put a link on the Yeah, we're, we're definitely going to have to put a link <clears> to it. I always <throat> like to have uh, fellow podcasters in the area. Maybe we should do like, maybe we'll call them and do like a joint podcast or something. Maybe we should have a podcast tenderloin drinking night well i'm wondering how many sf podcasts are out there or i bet Oakland there's a lot of gay ones or, yeah 
Yeah, I, I, the gays can come. Yeah, I, I, I would totally would be down they for. Can, uh, they can bring the catering <laughs> for doing some drinking. But people go check out Erratic Cast. Well, that about wraps up here, uh, episode 80 of Sick and Wrong. Uh, I just want to mention, if you haven't already, go go to Podcast Alley, give us a vote. We already have like 50 votes for like number 28, so wow. we're, we're riding so, that rocket. I'm so impressed with myself. We're riding that rocket, dude. Seriously. But uh, yeah, go and uh, give us a vote. Go click on uh, the Podcast Alley icon on the website. Also, if you haven't already, go check out our new Stephen Hawking Storytime section in the audio section. It's actually quite riveting. Stephen Hawking... He's kind of a dirty old man. Yeah, he's got a lot of crazy stories to tell. Well, I think it's cool that the Reach Around Foundation hooked it up, and it's nice that he's giving us these audio stories. Yeah, I think you would think he would be way too busy with, uh, you know, astrophysics and black holes and the universe, but you know, maybe this is what he does to sort of blow off some steam. I was just surprised surprised how X-rated the uh, story <laughs> was, but uh, hey, go check it out. It's on the audio section at uh, SickAndWrongPodcast.com. And uh, we're going to end the show here with a song sent in from uh, Todd, who lives in Murrieta, California. I don't even know where that is. He says, hey, you sick and wrong fuck, since you asked for some of my favorite sick tunes, this one should do. Anytime there is a facial and a punk tune, it has to be good. This is a tune, I'm sure you heard it before, from Fear. It's called Fresh Flesh. Later, guys. Can't wait for the next podcast. Fresh Flesh, you heard that one off of uh, Fear of the Record? No. It's a great song. <laughs> I don't so know any music anymore. I listen to like five bands. This, band, this band's from the 80s. All right. And they sing, uh, I Don't Care About You, Fear, Beef Bologna. Yeah, yeah. Beef Bologna, Beef I know Bologna. that one, right. So, so we're going to end the show here with uh, Fresh Flesh sent in by Todd. Great. Until next week, we'll be back with episode 81. Take a sleazy. Good night. you check out the new Sick and Wrong forum, sickandwrongpodcast.com.